Today, we'll take a quick lap through the late model silly season pool, talk Hangtown 100 Night 1, and what to watch this weekend. Let's go. It's Friday, November 18th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm going to start you guys off today with just a quick gripe. We're all friends here, so I feel like I can share this. I don't like the use of the word grassroots when it comes to motorsports. I never have, and I never will. It feels reductive to me and almost disrespectful. When it comes to dirt racing and kind of pavement racing, pavement short track racing, I like just the word or the, the term short track racing is kind of a more all-encompassing term. The word grassroots really means like basic or fundamental, but how are we going to sit here and call Jonathan Davenport or Matt Shepard or Brad Sweet grassroots racers? There's no way that word represents them. You won't ever see or hear me use that word when it comes to dirt racing and dirt racers. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk today. Anyway, the uh, Hangtown 100 is off and rolling and it was Tanner Carrick who picked up the opening night win on Thursday. He led all but the opening lap and drove off to the victory, which was the 134th total USAC National Midget win for Keith Coons Motorsports. That 134 number is significant because it makes KKM the winningest team in series history, topping car owner Steve Lewis. Behind Carrick, New Zealand's Michael Pickens ended up second after leading the opening lap from the pole. That's now two starts in California and two second place finishes for uh, Pickens. I definitely think a win is out there for him. Points later, Buddy Kofoid rounded out the night's podium, though he wasn't able to extend his championship advantage because the night only paid show-up points. And that was good for Justin Grant, who actually flipped early in the feature. Uh, but he was the beneficiary of some uh, pretty heroic work in the work area to get that 2J machine back in the race. Small army of crew guys got a new front end fitted on Grant's car and ripped off what was a mangled left side nerf bar setup in time to get him going before the race restarted. He ended up 14th on the night. With 49 cars on the property, it was going to be tough feature to make. And uh, kind of just like earlier in the week, we had some big names miss last night's show. And that list included past series champion Tyler Courtney, plus Ryan Timms, Brenham Crouch, Chance Crum, Kaylee Bryson, Corey Day, and Ryan Bernal. The series return for Tanner Thorson was going pretty well until late in the feature when he was involved in an incident and finished 16th. One other thing I noticed from last night's coverage on Flow Racing, are we not getting replays during features of crashes and flips and incidents? I feel like this is something I have thought I've noticed a few times in the past, but kind of dismissed it thinking it was just me. But now I feel like we're not getting replays. And there was that big crash uh, late in the going that had Carson Macedo and a bunch of guys in it. And I don't think we ever got a replay. Uh, if any flow people are watching this, maybe let me know what's up there. Uh, looking ahead, tonight is another prelim night with Saturday, the big show that pays 20000 to win. And then there's an additional $12,000 for the points champion. If you can't get to Placerville, you can watch both nights live over on Flow Racing. Watching uh, Michael Pickens the last few nights, uh, you know, with what he's been able to do, he had that extreme win earlier this season. It made me wonder about his winged sprint car exploits, and, and I know he runs winged sprint cars down under. He seems like a guy that could have some success in a wing car over here in the States, but all I can seem to find, uh, at least from the past, is a few King of the West starts from 2014. He'd definitely be a guy to consider if you were a winged uh, car owner looking for a guy to take a chance on. And as I was kind of going down and looking, uh, you know, some of his numbers kind of going down the rabbit hole, I also didn't realize that he had nearly an entire whole ass pavement career uh, after just missing, uh, missing out on the Roush Driver X program back in 2005. So I ended up down that hole this morning trying to find now the episodes of the Driver X show that I wanted to watch to see Michael Pickens, but I ended up not finding any, uh, any of them online anywhere. If, if anybody knows if those exist somewhere, let me know. I would love to watch those. 
Uh, Back on Tuesday this week, we talked about changes coming in 2023 for Jonathan Davenport and Bobby Pierce. Wednesday, we went through what has been a quiet sprint car silly season. So we'll take uh, today. I wanted to kind of briefly touch on what else is potentially out there in the late model world for possible changes. And with Double Down Motorsports hiring Devin Moran, we know that the Ty Tuareg owned team is still without a driver for 2023. As they did with Moran, don't expect that car to run a national tour. And I feel like it might be a while before we have a resolution on who could be in that car. Josh Richards is without a seat for next season uh, after leaving the Boom Briggs team. And I've seen it floated that this could, you know, that Titoir could be a landing spot for him. I feel like right now, though, Richards just needs any sort of luck to go his way after an absolute brutal 2020 season across the board. That, you know, the trailer burning down, getting smoked in the face at Eldora, just not a great year overall for Josh. Hopefully things will turn around for him. I've also heard rumors about Jimmy Owens and Ramirez possibly shutting down, but nothing so far in any official capacity. Remember that team owner Leon Ramirez passed away earlier this year, and I don't think it'll help those rumors that Corey Fosfett just jumped ship over to Davenport and Double L. And I got asked this week about the possibility of Brandon Shepard and his new partnership with Scott Riggs switching from rocket chassis to Longhorns. Uh, There are definitely some internet rumors about that one, but again, nothing of any real substance. I'm not saying it's not possible or not true because it absolutely could be, uh, but I think I'll wait to see uh, Bishop actually roll a Longhorn out of his trailer somewhere before I almost kind of believe it. For a guy that's, you know, was in the, uh, the the Rocket House car for so long, for him to switch to Longhorns feels like it would be kind of an odd switch. Um, we're still about uh, two and a half weeks away from the PRI show uh, in, in Indianapolis where a lot of things kind of seem to get done. And I think we, as we get closer to that event uh, and as we get into that event, uh, the picture for some of this stuff will become more clear. Uh, if you want some other dirt racing to check out this weekend, don't forget about the Blue Gear 100 at Cherokee Speedway and the Hunt the Front uh, Southern Showcase down at Deep South Speedway. There's also the Rudiman at Volusia. At Deep South Speedway in Alabama, Hunt the Front is promoting their second ever late model race with uh, a two-night show that starts tonight. 5,000 win Friday and then more than 20,000 win on Saturday. Deep South Speedway actually hasn't hosted late models in two years, but they'll have a solid field to watch this weekend. Uh, names like Brandon Overton, Spencer Hughes, Peyton Freeman, Cameron Marler, Rusty Schlenka, all those guys are set to join Hunt the Front there. Uh, if you want to hear more about that event and how it came to be, uh, go find my Conversations episode with Joshua, jo- uh, Joshua Joyner from back in the month of August. And at Cherokee Speedway in South Carolina, uh, the Blue Gray 100 is going down on Sunday for 12,000 win. Joining super late models on the card are 602 late models, Pure Stocks, Thunder Bombers, Thunder Bombers, excuse me, and Extreme Fours. The interwebs tell me that we'll see Kyle Strickler, Chris Ferguson, Ross Bales, Zach Mitchell, and Chris Madden there, among others. Both the Hunt the Front Show and the Blue Gray 100 will be live over on Flow Racing if you want to tune in. And down at Volusia Speedway Park in Florida, the uh, Rudiman Memorial will feature appearances from both Buzzy and David Rudiman and NASCAR driver Justin Haley. Nick Hoffman won this event last year, but is still on the sidelines recovering from that highway incident a while back. So you, uh, you'll see him probably at the track. He's just not going to be competing. And you can watch the Rudiman from Volusia Live over on Dirt Vision. Uh, don't forget that new hats are available over at shop.dirttracker.com. I'm actually wearing one right now. Uh, two different snapback trucker options, uh, curve bill hats. I've got this one with the small logo and one with a big logo. Uh, and if you decide to get one, thanks in advance. Uh, there are nine items on the streaming schedule for today. More to come this weekend. Uh, so if you need a Dirt Racing fix, still plenty of things to get into. Uh, shows coming up on Dirt Vision, Flow Racing, Speed Spore, Racing America, Clay Review, all kinds of good stuff to check out. If you want to see that full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. 
That's it for the show today and for the week. Please have a good weekend. Hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't do that already. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.